Hi, this is Tom Compton of We Hold These Truths. You're listening to the Unheralded News and Review and Pharisee Watch, brought to you by We Hold These Truths at whtt.org on the web. Each week we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's podcast for the Unheralded News and Pharisee Watch, we've got a, kind of a potpourri of things. First, we want to talk about our video on the war prayer by John Hagee on the Benny Hinn program. And the piece is entitled, John Hagee with Benny Hinn, Praying for War in the Name of Jesus. And this has gone viral, at least for us at at uh, We Hold These Truths, we've had a little over 17,000 views in like a week and one day for this video. And according to the the latest report from YouTube with covering 15,000 some views, there were views in 122 countries. Now about 38 of those are one or two. So we kind of are suspicious that these countries like Moldova, Macedonia, Libya it even says one, China's one, Rwanda, Bolivia, Brunei, Bahrain, Bahamas, Botswana, Anguilla, I didn't even know there was such a place, Albania, Guernsey, Gambia, Guam, Guyana, Ethiopia, all have one, along with uh, St. Vincent, Dominica, British Virgin Islands. And we're wondering, perhaps, is it our State Department that is looking at it, our ambassador (laughs) in every location here, or what? What's going on? But the significant thing is there are uh, about 12,000 out of this 15,000, 12,200 from the United States, but there's 1,200 views from Canada. And, of course, Canada is about a tenth the size of, of, of the United States in population. So that would follow suit. But getting a little further away from home, the United Kingdom has 895 visitors or viewers. Australia, 447. Germany, 134. Sweden, 126. And Norway, 110 which is significant because they've only got 4 million people in that country. And English is not the home language, obviously. There are a lot of people there that speak English. And it's very interesting that New Zealand has 97. And what's interesting, most of the viewers in the United States are in the 45 and up. And so you have very few 35 and under, about 5 0.6%, according to the YouTube statistics, are looking at this video. And as we've talked before, we need to reach out to the under 35 crowd or under 30 crowd because they're, they're the people that are going to be changed. Now, the other interesting thing in this statistics is that there are about, at this present time, 100, I think it was 100 and 76 comments were made, something in that order. Some of them were duplicates. Some people like to um, put the same thing in multiple times. I think they 
aren't smart enough to um, say something uh, again or they want to say it a different way. But uh, overwhelmingly, the comments are in favor of the video. But what's interesting is the fact that the number of likes and dislikes, you don't have to make a comment, but you can click on like or dislike, and the present total is 108 likes and 39 dislikes. So that's interesting because people that don't like this message are watching. So we're exposing <laughs> something, and by some of the comments you can you can see that uh, we've got atheists uh, that are that they're reconfirmed in their beliefs by this, and they tell you so. And uh, it's very very interesting Tom, to see this. We've never had anything go viral like this. Tom, excuse me interrupting. But I'd like Certainly. to I'd like to ha ask you to make a comment. Uh, I, I'd like you to tell the listeners what this movie is all, is all this four minute movie is all about, and uh, where they can go to see it. Okay. Because because you didn't tell them what's in the movie that's causing people to obviously <laughs> pass it on to their friends, and that's what's really important right. about this. Well. It's uh, the links on our podcast. You can actually watch the site on podcast, or you can actually, if you're listening to this, just uh, do a, a Google search, John Hagee with Benny Hinn, praying for war in the name of Jesus. But this really is what we hold these truths is all about. It's probably in four minutes, it tells people watching it whether they believe it or not, and we see the most people do recognize that, that uh, there is a problem with Christian Zionism, although we don't actually talk about Christian Zionism per se, although one of the clips is with a George Morrison, the pastor of the church, where we held a vigil at the Christians United for Israel conference in Arvada, Colorado, at the Faith Bible Chapel. And that was the reason for this video is to show what We Hold These Truths does. And we've conducted well over 70 of these vigils around the country to challenge the Christian Zionist. We know that we're not really likely going to change the likes of a John Hagee or a Benny Hinn, but we want the thinking people that are going into the church to weigh what Jesus taught us about love your neighbor as yourself, even love your enemy, and blessed are the peacemakers, to connect those dots together. We had one response to the video saying, do we hate John Hagee? Well, no, we don't hate John Hagee. Why should we hate? We don't like what he's doing. Well, he's really easy to hate, though, Tom. I, I, I've got to say that. Well, I oh, didn't understand. If you're going to pick somebody out to hate, he, oh. But, it wouldn't, but, um, wouldn't be too hard. Well, yes, that's true. But here's a here's a great response. Just just came in just uh, less than a day ago, right here. I really liked listening to John Hagee until I see him with Benny Hinn, who is a false prophet and a money money grabber. So that I think we've made the connection there because Benny Hinn has been exposed as a fraud nationally, and so people are opening their eyes. They may believe what John Hagee... So that's the whole point is we want the 
followers of Christ to see what these people are doing in the name of Jesus, praying for war. Now, it turns out this prayer, we found out after a little investigation, was made before we went to war in 2003 against Iraq. But it doesn't make any difference when he was praying for war. He was praying for war. Uh, one person tried to to say that he was praying for the safety of the war. Well, if you listen to the prayer, he was asking the president to show the courage to go to war, plain and simple. And it makes no difference. He's called for war in Iran. I don't have a prayer of him asking that, but the point is that what he's doing is certainly not in line with what Jesus taught us. Now, if our government Um, goes to war... Tom, it also shows that Mr. Hagee hasn't learned anything because he was praying for war eight years ago before Iraq. And and look at the results of that war, the death, loss, the terrible carnage of, of Iraq, the loss of civilization, the loss of oil revenue, the explosion of uh, inflation, the, the tremendous collapse we had in the real estate market. All these things happened. We're, we're all influenced by this war-making economy that we went through. And here was this man on the pulpit with another pastor holding hands and praying for war. And now we find that uh, here, eight years later, he's praying for another war. So what you said is that we're not going to influence people like John Hagee. We're there to influence people who are not hardened. And uh, so maybe his excuse is that God has hardened his heart and he can't help it. I don't know. But even more interesting and frightening to learn that he's still at it. Yes, he really hasn't changed his tune because it's all about protecting Israel and what we've talked and have been fighting this concept of Christian Zionism, as we've stated so often, is wrapped around the belief that the modern state of Israel is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy as promoted through the Schofield Reference Bible. What we're finding very interesting about this video going viral, we're getting a pretty good-sized number of people that, after they see this, are now in, again, less than about four days, we've seen over 500 people view our video that's available free. It's entitled, The Roots of Christian Zionism, How Schofield Sowed Seeds of Apostasy. And this is an hour-long video. So Seeds of War, too. Well, yes, but the, the title is How Schofield Sowed Seeds of Apostasy. And then, of course, there's apostate preachers like Benny Hinn and John Hagee have been ardent supporters of Israel to the point that a war is their only solution as far as uh, we can see in the Middle East, whether it's Iraq or Afghanistan. Leslie? I was just reminded of something Chuck said, and that was, show me in the Bible where Jesus says to kill anybody. Yes. Jesus never said to kill anybody. Right. And that's one of the things, as Chuck found out and we found out, is to, with his poster that says, who would Jesus bomb? Mm-hmm. To ask a follow of uh, who claims to be a follower of Christ, they seem to stumble at that. They they don't want to make the connection. 
I just don't think a, a Christian's job is to kill people. We're supposed to bring people to Christ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it seems like there's two paths there. One is okay, it's okay to call for war. You know, if we're we're in a war, we've been attacked. Certainly, we want to pray for protection. But to actually say to go to war is certainly not being Christ-like. And what we're seeing, of course, with these wars is a lot of this is blowback from what we've done in years past, like overthrowing the democratically elected leader in 1953 in Iran and installing the Shah there. And we've seen history repeat itself, and the phenomenon is known as blowback, where we get people that don't like us very much. And the oh, the other one thing I want to say is that uh, what we're really excited about, we hold these truths, has now jumped over the Israeli separation, or we call it the apartheid wall. There's been at least 29 people in the Palestinian territories that have viewed our video, and of 20 in Israel. Now, it's interesting, one of the people that viewed the video in Palestinian territories didn't like our video and made a comment. I haven't found it yet, but it could very well be a settler in one of these illegal settlements. There's 500,000 Jewish people in the occupied West Bank of the Palestinian territories. Could be an official agent of the government, too. They read everybody. Well, it, it could be. Yeah, it could be just like these, these other ones that we have, onesie twosies, uh, are kind of suspicious. Now, a missionary friend of ours is going to be going to Ghana, and Ghana is a very small country in Africa, and we've had 16 views there, and one of those they shared with somebody. And that's, of course, the secret, of course, is the multiplication factor. People see something like this and share it with other people. People are putting it on Facebook, and uh, we're not uh, Facebook uh, savvy yet, but we're having other people do it for us, which is which is really kind of exciting. Okay, well, let's uh, move on to some other news. We've got several stories that are going to affect our pocketbook. Uh, Chuck, would you like to give uh, yes, us some I'll, reports I'll here on ethanol? I'll treat a few things here, but I wanted to first make a comment that's related to what you're, to this four-minute video that that, uh, that we're asking people to go and watch. And again, Tom, give the title of that video one last time. It's John Hagee with Benny Hinn praying for war in the name of Jesus. Okay. Now today in the in Bloomberg News uh, there was a very disturbing story. And I had trouble reading the story because I kept seeing, I kept seeing double. What the story said was that Iran is building a nuclear plant and that they're being accused of high-grading uranium and uh, pushing for weapons, and that uh, there were numerous threats there that came from the State Department that were uh, that were uh, referred to. Someone in in the administration was speaking; others were speaking, and they were essentially all saying that Iran had no no business enriching uranium uh, to 20%, which is the number that's, com- that's commonly being talked about, 20% uranium or 20% U-238, which 
is a medical grade of uranium, uh, interim grade of uranium, and it's not uh, is not a weapon is not weapon grade. But in any case, uh, the the disturbing thing, Tom, was that <clears throat> in this story, Bloomberg News had this quote in it: "Quote the International Atomic Energy Spokesman Will Gill Tudor said in an email yesterday: quote All nuclear material in the facility remains under the agency's." containment and surveillance, end quote. Now, this statement says that this atomic energy, international atomic energy agent, if you can believe the plain words of the statement, has been under the examination of this international monitoring agency, even though this, uh, this is going on in, in, in Iran. So we're, of course, told that Iran is not cooperating with any of the people that want to monitor their facilities. And yet here this story says exactly the opposite. It says that this guy has written an email stating and reminding everyone that they are monitoring Iran's weaponry. And then in another place, there's a similar statement, but it's a different statement. And it's found on a different website. And it also comes from the same source, apparently. And it goes on and it further describes this monitoring process. So this is apparently clearly known to everyone. And yet the administration and uh, the agents of the administration and uh, other advisors to the administration who are referred to here and are, are, are named are clearly pushing for more action against Iran, even though Iran, according to the Atomic Energy Organization, is complying with the international agency. So we're being deceived. We're well, being Chuck told that Iran is not applying. It is a clear. Well, we're having the war drums beaten, and uh, and the article from in Bloomberg magazine was so confusing that it was also com- uh, commented on on another website that had, had noticed the same thing, and they had reprinted the article and commented that Bloomberg was intentionally deceiving everyone, and that was found in. A paper called the Daily KOS, COS, which is a labor, kind of a socialist labor front, but they're anti-war. So here we're finding this anti-war, pro-union newspaper really had the same problem I did and, and, and republished the story. Go ahead, Tom. Well, the hypocrisy of this, of course, is Israel has a large cache of nuclear weapons, and they've signed no agreement, international agreement. They're under no monitoring of their nuclear operations from a group like the IAEC. So therein is is a hypocrisy of this, that they totally ignore what Israel has. Now, over in the Daily Cost, when you read their story, they, they, they copy the Bloomberg story, and then they comment on it, like we do comment on stories. And they point out that the guy who's doing all the talking outside of the administration is actually an APAC, in other words, an Israeli agent, essentially, named Ross. Uh, I think it's uh, Dennis Ross. You've probably heard his name. He's a former national security (laughs) advisor to Obama and special advisor on Iran to Hillary Clinton. And Ross is affiliated with the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. Uh, it says, uh, Daily Cost says it's a spin-off from the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee. So this Washington Institute for Near Eastern Policy is actually sort of an Israeli front. 
and this newspaper is, is alarmed. They're saying, hey, what are they doing? Are they trying to create war and ignore this guy who's actually on the site and says they're not doing anything wrong? So the, the story was posted on our website. You'll see it there. It's called Bloomberg News Misleading Readers About Iran, uh, published on uh, our unheralded news site. Very interesting reading. Then there is uh, another piece, ethanol subsidies. Now we're changing the subject just a little bit, uh, but uh, not too much. Ethanol subsidies go uh, not gone, just hidden a little better. This is written in, in a very left-wing publication called Mother Jones. I don't like using these terms like left-wing and right-wing. So I'm just going to say this is a, 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 a green environmental type of publication. Uh, what at one time probably grew out of the hippie culture. But uh, Kevin Drum uh, of that organization writes, uh, we think correctly that environmentalists and food processors are celebrating the expiration of the ethanol tax credit. And this corporate handout gives 45 cents or gave 45 cents to ethanol producers for every gallon they produced, and it cost taxpayers $6 billion in 2011. So why did the powerful corn ethanol lobby let it expire without an apparent fight? Well, they did put up a fight, but uh, they were kind of outgunned in this one. They didn't have a chance of winning, uh, so it was allowed to, to kind of slip away. But uh, Mother Jones goes on and, and comments, the answer lies in legislation known as the Renewable Fuel Standards, RFS, which created government grant, uh, guarantees demanding uh, and demands that keep corn prices high and generate massive farm profits through very, very high corn prices paid by the ethanol producers who are then producing ethanol and getting subsidized to produce it. And guess who's being forced to buy it? We are. And how are we forced yeah. to buy it? Well, this story explains that the the RES, uh, the Renewable Tax, uh, Renewable Fuels, RFS, the Renewable Fuels Standard, uh, was created for the purposes of mandating, it's called mandates, that at least 35% of all the corn in 2011-2012 be converted to ethanol and blended with gasoline that power our cars, and of course we're forced to buy it at the pump because it's the only gasoline being sold. And they point out correctly that because of this, the price of corn has gone to $6.50 a bushel, which by the way is about only about 12 cents a pound, but as a result of that, the price of wheat and rice and rye and all other grains, including meat and, and poultry and just about anything else, including milk, made out of uh, corn, which the only things are, uh, has also gone way up. And uh, this this magazine, Dear Old Mother Jones, who I now am uh, proud to know, uh, she says this is all wrong and uh, that uh, we need to uh, do something about it, and she doesn't say what. Then I go a little further and I find uh, one John Wesley Clark, who is the former commander of all of the American forces in Iraq, and he's been in, he's been hired, it seems, by a huge lobbying organization for the ethanol lobby. And that lobbying organization uh, it consists of 68 ethanol producing plants. These are, of course, $100 million plants, would be sort of typical price for an ethanol plant. And uh, they, of course, are lobbying to keep their mandates going. And they've hired our former general, 
who we used to think was such a good-looking, uh, honorable, sort of a decent acting guy. Uh, and uh, what is he doing? He's not a general anymore. He's now campaigning for ethanol. And uh, he doesn't tell what his salary here is, uh, Tom. But uh, he's, he's like our congressmen are when they come out of Congress. Now our generals are doing it. They go off and they lobby for something that they then sell as a cure for war. And what Leslie Clark is saying is, in the event that we go to war, we don't have any worries because we have this wonderful ethanol industry here at home that's uh, going to produce 37 billion gallons of ethanol. And so that is will insulate us from the terrors of war. And so you see the pattern here that we have going? It's war, war, war from every direction. Well, that's right. Yeah, so he's really uh, heading another campaign for more war on the American people in the form of higher prices. All right, well, thanks so much for that report, and that concludes our report for tonight. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast, and please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.